Everyone has their own unique views and needs when it comes to financial success. If you'd like to leave your financial woes behind and live a life of financial freedom, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Saving with Steve show, hosted by Steve Sexton. The show will help you with the ins and outs of money. We talk about financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars and keeping you up at night. We talk about money, tax reduction, saving more, spending less, 401ks, risk management, retirement, and everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. Now, here is your host of Saving with Steve, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money, pretty much everything under the sun that relates to you having a happier, healthy relationship with money. My name is Steve Sexton. I want to thank you for joining us today. Hey, I appreciate you sharing with your friends and family and associates. Our listeners keep expanding. We have a wonderful group. If you have comments, would like to hear a specific topic, go to viewers at savingwithsteve.us. Or if you'd like to just check out the website and see all the episodes, you can go to savingwithsteve.us. You guess gifts, the whole shot. And again, I want to thank you for joining us. Today, I'm going to be talking about expensive retirement planning mistakes. You want to make sure you're there for that. The start of the pandemic brought many changes to the job market, and two years later, we're still feeling the effects. The latest Magnify Money study finds that the proportion of working adults 65 and older is rising, and older Americans are coming out of retirement. This comes from anthropology wages, inflations, labor shortages, the whole shot, and we're starting to see a changing of the economy right now. I'd like to welcome Isma Mangla. She's from Magnify Money. Uh, it was really interesting. There was a study that came out from Managed Money just a few months ago about how older age adults are starting to go back to work. We're going to talk about those reasons, but we've also, in the last couple of months, we've really seen our economic world change to the point where there used to be like 11.4 million jobs out there. Now we're seeing inflation rise. People are spending less. I mean, we heard the CEO from Ford just last week say, hey, we have far too many employees. Others in the tech field are looking to retrench and cut down their workforce. We've seen many changes in the cryptocurrency world. All sorts of things are going on. So Isma, welcome to the show. Lots to unpack today. <laughs> a lot to unpack. Thanks for having me again, Steve. It's always fun to be here. Oh, uh, you know what? We're just glad that you're a wealth of knowledge. And I know you do all the research and you're you do all the reporting and things like that. So just a few months ago, mm-hmm. that article came out that you guys put out. It talks about older age workers going back to work. I mean, talking people over the age of 65. So what are the primary reasons why they were going back to work? Yeah. So what Magnify Money did was we looked at the U.S. Census Bureau Household Pulse Survey data, and we looked at what things were like in spring of 2020 and then what they were like in spring of 2022. And what we found was that a rising share of adults who are 65 and older are working compared with like two years ago, right? So the figures jumped about a couple of percentage points. That was interesting, right? Like why are these folks 65? That's generally when we think people are going to just relax, retire. So why are we seeing that number rise? And I think we can look at sort of what's happened in the state of the world and economically. There are several reasons why that might be the case. For example, there has been a lot of competition among businesses for workers. We've seen that. We've seen sign-on bonuses. We've seen better benefits. We've seen a lot of choice for job seekers over the last couple of years. Now, is that changing now? Yeah, we're going to start 
started seeing that change for sure. But the period that we were looking at, definitely there was just a lot of opportunity. We saw in April, 2020, unemployment spiked to about almost 15%. But by April, 2022, that unemployment was back down to 3.6%. So And employers have been fighting for really good talent. At the same time, wages have gone up and that's a good thing. But I would also argue that the real value of those wages is not really what it... It doesn't correspond to how much they've gone up. We've seen inflation just get out of control. Uh, It's hit a 40-year high. Just yesterday, we saw the Fed raise rates again to try to basically tame it. Um, and so it's, it's really reached that level now, but, but even up until then, like inflation was like slowly creeping up and people's money is just not going as far as it once did. Right. So those things like, uh, the higher pay, higher inflation, all of those things may have sort of encouraged folks to go back to work, but let's also not forget about retirement savings, right? Um, if you're going to retire, you want to have a nice nest egg. And we certainly saw the market, you know, take a downturn in 2020. We saw a lot of recovery, but then this year has had a lot of volatility. So I can see why, you know, a higher rate of older adults probably just need to work a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think all of those reasons are why folks uh, may be sort of returning to the workforce. I've also anecdotally talked to a lot of folks who are just like, 65 is not that old. Like, I want to keep going. Like, I want to keep stay active. And, you know, like where we're living to 85, 90, 95 years old, like, you know, there's only so much golf you can play, I guess. (laughs) Well, you know, know, actually, that's an excellent sentiment because when the Tax Cuts and Job Acts went in place, they Mm -hmm. moved the required minimum distribution to 72. But it basically was done because older wage workers are working longer. Uh, And you know what? In the SECURE Act 2, it looks like they might be pushing it to 73, 74, 75. And again, it's because people are working longer. Now, um, you know what? On top of that, and I can also see where when you say, you know, I like, I love the the statement anecdotally, but if you take a look at it, there's many people, depending on how they were invested in the market, in the last few months have lost 20, 30, 40, yeah. 50%. And if they were involved in cryptocurrency, they might've lost 60 or 70%. Now, if you're retired, that's a game-changing, life-changing amount of money to lose, especially if you're planning to take a regular income. So if you think about, hey, I lost 30%, I'm gonna have to make up 43% to get even, number one. And number two, if I'm taking out income, it's gonna be that much harder. So if we go back to, you know, people that were in 2008, many of them were, you know, had just recently retired and you know what they feel, Hey, I have to go back to work or I have to downsize my house, move somewhere else to a smaller, I have to cut back significantly. So it's, it's really, I can understand where people are 65 going, Hey, this isn't working out the way I thought. And a lot of it comes down to, you know what? A lot of people didn't, they, 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 they invested like they did their whole life, their whole lives, which yeah. means they took on risk and they said, Hey, I'm going to take as much risk as I can. Cause I know I'll make it up. Cause it's the long term. Well, you don't have the long term when you're unemployed, so to speak and retired. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I look at that and I say, you know what, one of the biggest mistakes people make, and I just did this on, uh, uh, I'll be doing this today is taking on too much risk for retirement, not looking at other ways. Sorry. Sorry. I was just going to say it underscores the importance of how you have to 
really be careful about planning your investments and like checking in, you know, as you age, because yeah, you shouldn't be like in 80, 90% stocks when you're, you know, uh, close to retirement because you're just taking a very big gamble. Right. Um, and, and that is really devastating. I mean, that's life-changing for a lot of folks. Uh, one thing I did notice that in our, in our, um, in our findings was, uh, that I thought was really interesting, which was that more than a quarter of those folks who are 65 and older, who are, who are working are actually self-employed. And that number is about triple the rate of what, um, like working Americans between the ages of 25 and 39. So I thought that was interesting because I think it tells you that, you know, um, sometimes folks are sort of taking like maybe launching businesses or, or going in a slightly different direction from where they might have been in their career, right? Like, or maybe they're doing more like contract type of type of work. Um, and maybe that sort of helps uh, kind of manage the kind of lifestyle that they want as well. I just thought that was really fascinating. I think, you know, I think it's wonderful. There's many people that I work with currently that work as consultants. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually tutor um, people in English, math, all sorts of stuff. And that's their self-employed business. Uh, yeah. I know one that actually helps kids take the SAT and the ACT and, and they just love working with kids. Um, they hated their, you know, their 40 years of work life. So they wanted to do something that was fun. Um, and they're doing it because they want to have um, something to do, number one, because they can't find other things that they like doing. And two, the income has enhanced their ability to retire in the fashion they like. So since they're self-employed, they can pick and choose when they take vacations. They're not working all the time. Uh, And um, so, yeah, you know what? It's it's not surprising that most of the people are are good 25% are um, self-employed. And it's a great way to leverage, like you said, like I I have relatives of my own who, you know, are retired, but then they have a lot to offer and can do that kind of consulting that can really help, you know, newer businesses flourish. So I think that's great. And and you're, it's so right that you're saying that um, sometimes folks just learn kind of new skills and pursue a different industry. Um, Even things like certain jobs, like, you know, school bus driving or something like that. A lot of times that kind of thing really appeals to older adults who just want like a part-time schedule. They, you know, want something kind of like low key, but, you know, keeps them active and busy. So I do see that there are a lot of opportunities um, and ways to sort of redefine your career as you, you know, reach that quote unquote retirement age. Yeah. I know the bus driver thing. um, uh, It's so interesting because I know somebody who does that. He's 70 years old. And he goes, the best part about it for me is just listening to the kids and the crazy stuff that they say. It's just <laughs> so funny. And he says, I more bet. importantly, it's the, the um, he goes, they, he has um, like freshmen and sophomores in high schools. And, and he just says, you know what? The girls and boys who like each other, he says, it's so silly the way they talk <laughs> and flirt <laughs> and all that stuff. He goes, where do they come up with that stuff? So it makes like his life an anthrop- enjoyable. Anthropological study, basically watching these kids interact. I bet. <laughs> hey, everybody! You're gonna have to stick with us. We got more from Isma Mangla and Magnified Money talking about older age workers. So stick with us. We're gonna be right back. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving with Steve Show. We're going to be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. 
We're going to talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, Steve Sexton. Hey, welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. You know what? I want to thank you all for joining us. If you would like to check out other episodes, you can always go to savingwithsteve.us. I'd like to say thank you to our affiliates at UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio, U, uh, New York City, AMFM 247, our wonderful distributors. You know what? They're all about helping us, you know, our listeners live a life of personal and financial freedom. Now, if you'd like to go to Saving with uh, saving with Steve Sexton on Facebook. You can get guest gifts, behind the scenes stuff. It's wonderful. And by the way, every Thursday we have a Saving with Steve short. It's a simple little topic on how to improve your retirement. Now we're back with Ismet Mengla and we've been talking about, you know what, seniors going back to work, why and so on. And you know what, uh, before we begin, I just want to add this. Uh, and speaking with a lot of people before we did this, uh, we, we're, we're actually uh, talking about this right now. I have found that everybody has a different reason for going back to work, but more importantly, a different reason for choosing what they do. Um, I have a gentleman, he's actually 76 years old. He retired the first time in 1965. He's an engineer, just loves to solve problems. Okay. Uh-huh. And he is uh, retired probably five or six times. We call him the serial retirer. Uh, and, uh, and basically what he does is he sends his wife on trips with her friends and he just likes to solve problems. And he, w- he went there because he wanted to have the, um, to keep his mind strong by doing that. Um, I have others that work at uh, food pantries. And you know what? Um, they've actually, there are people who had, have had abundance in life and what they like to do is they will sort through all the fruits and vegetables and food that comes into the food pantry, get it all boxed up for people are coming in. And he likes to, you know, hand out food or both he and his wife love to hand out food to people who are, who are in need. Uh, And for him, and I'm not telling you where he works because everybody show up every once in a while, he'll, (laughs) he'll see somebody that, you know, they'll come driving up in a car that's barely working right and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, he'll slip them $20 here or there just to, Hey, I know you need it. So here you go, that type of thing. And he's, you know, if you ask him, he knows where all the the shelters are for women, for homeless, the whole shot. He just loves helping people. And then there's a lot of older vaults that just love working with kids. Cause like the show says, they say the darndest things. Right. Another reason why they like working with kids is because they love to see people grow and develop. So if they're working with somebody from six for six months and it's on some sort of subject, they love to see them where they're having a tough time reading to the point where they can read fluently, they can write the whole shot, especially if they happen to be teaching another language. So it's just really interesting for me. So I just want to add that in there. Yeah, definitely. I love that. And it's also a chance for folks to like redefine like what, you know, what they're 
live out their values in a different way. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think that's a really cool thing. Like you still want to work, but you don't necessarily have to work in that corporate job. Like your friend, you know, doing the food pantry stuff or, uh, solving problems. Does your friend, is your friend available to help me solve some of my problems? (laughs) (laughs) I could use someone like that in my life. (laughs) Only if it's engineering. Oh, okay. (laughs) He works for an aerospace company. He just likes doing that stuff. When it comes to the economic times that we're dealing with right now, where people are, or companies are looking at, hey, look, we've got a, uh, well, let's not mince words here. I believe we have a recession on its way. In fact, if you look at the stock market, the stock bargaining is a lagging indicator. So I would think we are already there. And with interest rates continuing to rise, there's less and less people are going to spend because they don't have the money. Uh, And it's going to be much more expensive for them to borrow anything, taking up more and more of their money. So there's a lot going on there. So, you know, when you're looking at, hey, the world is changing and I'm an older adult looking for a position somewhere and maybe some do need to work. It's just not an enhancement. What would your advice be to somebody in that situation? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, it can be hard for some older folks to sort of navigate the job market, like if they're not in it right now. Um, I would say the best thing to do there is really to um, learn the ins and outs of really how to navigate the online way that a lot of uh, employers operate now, especially when it comes to, um, you know, keyword recognition and things like that. Um, A lot of organizations recommend that folks, older job seekers sort of age-proof their resumes, right, by sort of limiting them to more recent job experience or removing graduation dates. But that said, I actually think there's also a way for older workers to position themselves and market themselves as as mentors who can help younger uh, workers who don't have as much experience grow, right, because they have a wealth of knowledge and background and and skills, and, and that is valuable. It's really just about how you frame it and how you market it. Um, The other thing I would say is that it doesn't matter how old you are. It's always going to be great to learn some new skills or pursue some different industries to kind of help you find work, right? So you might reach out to your social circle and say, hey, like, are there certain industries that are hiring and, and what are the sort of skills needed there? Um, with the advent of the internet, like, you know, everything is at your fingertips, at least when it comes to trying to brush up on certain skills. Mm-hmm. And I would just encourage folks to be brave about that and, and, um, identify like what, what are one or two things that I can sort of, um, polish up on to make myself, um, you know, kind of a better, a better fit, uh, in this job market. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's definitely tough, especially as employers now are, you know, we're, we're seeing, well, first we were seeing hiring freezes. Now I'm starting to see layoffs, right? Like earnings reports aren't what, you know, a lot of companies hope they're going to be. So um, that whole great resignation that we saw and then the, the it, you know, it was a buyer's market really for job seekers. I personally think that that's, you know, that tide is, is turning now. And so I would, I, I would really encourage anyone, not just older workers to, you know, kind of shore up their finances and also, but also keep themselves um, in good shape for whatever lies ahead. Right. So that means like, keep your resume up to date, keep your network alive. All of those things are really important. You've got to prepare for that rainy day when it's not raining. And, um, for some people it might be sprinkling a little bit, but we still have some time to, you know, kind mm-hmm. of, uh, set yourself up for success. You know, the only other thing that I would add is in this world, if you're an older age worker, that means you're likely a baby boomer. 
um, and uh, or a builder, but most builders are in their 80s right now. But that baby boomer generation is now dealing with millennials, Gen X, Gen Y, the whole shot. So Mm -hmm. it'd be one of those things where from a mindset standpoint, you're going to have to focus on communicating with people of different generations. And it isn't, you know, I mean, quite frankly, I'm a boomer, but when I started, (laughs) it was like, you know what, you got, you know, a little yelling at, uh, you know, when you didn't do right. And now it's got to be completely different because people don't respond to that. In fact, you know, you get a harassment complaint. (laughs) That's true. You, you know, I think the, the key to any kind of success really is just adaptability, right? You've got to be able to adapt to whatever the current conditions are. And sometimes as we get older, we don't want to, to change the way we do things, but I think, I don't think it's impossible. And I certainly know a lot of older folks who have been able to adapt. And then that allows the experience and the wisdom that they have to shine, right? And that's really what we want. We want to showcase um, the value add that they bring, because let's face it, when you have that kind of experience, you do have, and you, and judgment, which is not something that you can always, uh, you know, just, you're not necessarily going to get that in Gen, Gen Z or, or millennials right away, because it's something that takes sometimes years to develop. Um, so I would just encourage folks who, you know, may be frustrated with like, oh, I got to figure out another way to communicate. Um, if, if you can try to adapt a little bit, and sometimes it's as much as just asking someone who's younger, be like, Hey, like, can you like walk me through a couple of things? Right. That can make all the difference in the world. Cause really it's all about making sure that you succeed and giving yourself, you know, the, the biggest leg up possible, I guess. Oh, that's wonderful. Hey, Isma, thank you so much for joining us today. I know it seems like it goes really fast, especially when you have a wonderful guest like you. So It really does. You need to have me back more often, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> we probably will. So, hey, look, everybody, you want to go to Magnified Money and just go take a look at the article. So some really good information in there, the studies that they do. Um, you know what? It's just something special. So, uh, Isma, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, I wish you safety, health, and success, and hopefully we'll see you again. Yeah, thanks so much again, Steve. It was it was a lot of fun. All right, see you soon. Take care. More expert advice for having a happier relationship with money still to come on the Saving with Steve show. Don't let your financial woes keep you up at night and prevent you from living a life of financial and personal freedom. Hi, I'm Steve Sexton, host of The Saving With Steve Show. We're gonna be talking about the ins and outs of money, those financial issues that could be costing you thousands of dollars, causing stress, keeping you up at night. We're gonna talk about money, tax reductions, saving more, spending less, your investments, risk management, retirement, and everything associated with you having a healthier, happy relationship with money. So if you've ever dreamed of living a life of financial and personal freedom, you owe it to yourself and your family to tune into The Saving with Steve Show. Join me, Steve Sexton, on The Saving with Steve Show as we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to money. To learn more about the show, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us, savingwithsteve.us. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the show that is here to help you achieve your financial goals. It's the Saving with Steve show. Now here's your host, 
Steve Sexton. Welcome back to the Saving with Steve show where we talk about the ins and outs of money. That was Emma Mangla from Magnifying Money. She's part of the Value Penguin Group. And we're just lucky to have her here to shed some light and unpack the idea that many older age workers are beginning to work more uh, and the things that they do, how to look about going about it. Uh, and you know what? Go to magnifiedmoney.com. They've got some great articles. Now today, you know what? I just want to talk a little bit about expensive retirement planning mistakes. Retirement planning is definitely no walk in the park. It's complicated. No surprise that many of us make mistakes that can turn retirement dreams into a last minute panic. As retirement nears, there's a ton of things to think about, like when to take Social Security, how much to take out of your 401k, creating a spending plan that you can stick to and invest your retirement savings. And like the butterfly effect, the decisions now can lead to huge life-altering consequences down the road. The reality is I've got some little biggest retirement stakes and how to avoid them. So let's talk about the first one. Failing to plan is planning to fail. A happy retirement is one of the stress feet. How do you eliminate stress? Simple, by having a plan. When you want to go somewhere, hey, you don't do this by jumping in your car, driving all around, trying to figure out where it is, and eventually arrive. What you do is you hit your Waze app or your Google Maps, and you put in the address and you follow it. Simple as that. A financial plan is plat plotting the different shortest path to reach your retirement goals. Decide what you're going to do, where you're going to do it, how much it's going to cost, and where the money will come from, all parts of your plan. But if your plan changes as you approach retirement, that's okay. It's your plan. You're welcome to change it. Now, doesn't making a plan sound complicated? Well, it is and it isn't. The best way to set up a plan is to find yourself a qualified financial planner who can help get you in and out of some trouble, okay? Or not in and out, but out of trouble and help you create a plan that allows you to retire the way you want. Second thing, putting off till tomorrow, which you should have started yesterday. According to recent studies by Bankrate, the biggest financial regret is not saving enough for retirement. And why don't Americans save enough? Because it's putting it off. You know, some of them say, hey, I'll wait till tomorrow till I have the money or I'll start when I get closer to retirement. Um, the thing is, the longer you wait, the harder it will be. In other words, starting small sooner is better than starting large later. Just think about this. If you started at the age of 25, just putting away $500 a month for 40 years, 5% return, you're going to have a little over $700,000. If you had an average of 10% return, you'll have $2.7 million. So you have to look at retirement as a long-term accumulation event. You're just accumulating and accumulating assets, okay? Now... Obviously, there's you know no guarantees here, but you know what you really, really want to make sure you talk with a retirement advisor so you can understand how much you need to say. Now, next thing is retiring too soon or not soon enough. If you think you're about to retiring, uh, retiring soon, you may dream of quitting your job and traveling the world. However, before you call it quits, there's a number of reasons you may want to think things over. First, you may live longer than expected. You may run into unforeseen health issues or face tough financial times that force you to cut back. That's not to say you should retire early, but that's your plan. And run various scenarios to make sure your savings are going to cover your expenses during retirement. Um, you know, maybe even think about creating a lifetime income with inflation steps up. Same with not retiring soon enough. If you're unsure your savings will be adequate, you'll worry as a result, perhaps you work longer than you have to. I've met many people 
who thought they needed a certain number to retire safely. And after setting up a retirement plan with them, they come to find that they could have retired a few years early because they already had the assets. Hey, there's no need to work longer and have all that stress. All it does is shorten your life. So sit down with a financial advisor, determine the optimal time to retire. You know what? The next thing is taking too much risk or not enough. Risk is a funny thing. Take too much and you can lose your savings. But take too little, you can lose purchasing power to inflation. The money retirement is money that you can't replace. That's why we lean towards low risk, low return investments as we age. But as inflation arose, that the value, the lost value of money, it seems that that safe next eggs drops in value in terms of what you can buy. Sometimes if you take on too much risk, it's not good. And sometimes you take on too little, it creates its own problem. Now, when you're retired, obviously you don't want to put your retirement income at risk. So a 30 or 40% drop in the market is game changing. And you might have to change your lifestyle in order to, to accommodate that. So you know what? If you can find a way to require safe guaranteed incomes as well as exposure to the stock market and other inflation protecting investments, you're in a great spot. Next, hire the right financial advisor. Look for somebody who develops solutions. Ask you what those real concerns are. Do you really want to fix them? How is it a concern? Okay. Understand mathematically that you're going to be able to retire providing you do A, B, and C, which what I'm saying is if you have somebody understand your truths, create a mathematically correct solution that enable you the assets you or the income you need to live the life that you want. That's the time of advice you want because you're not really looking for somebody who's going to sell you products and things like that. You want somebody who's going to find out what your issues are, create a solution that's mathematically correct, and then find the products that fits that solution. Now, again, I want to thank you all for joining us here on Saving with Steve. I want to thank a few of my affiliates, um, UK Health Radio, BBS Radio, Talk Radio in New York City, AMFM uh, 24-7. Um, all, these networkers are, uh, all these networks are dedicated to empowering you to solve problems, uplift your spirit, live a life of financial and personal freedom. You can, again, you can always follow us on Facebook. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton. To learn more about the show and how to become a guest or sponsor, visit savingwithsteve.us. That's savingwithsteve.us. Join us again next time as we continue to talk about everything under the sun that relates to you having a healthier, happier relationship with money. This has been the Saving with Steve show hosted by Steve Sexton.